The biggest thing you gave me was time. I've always been a proponent of do the job, do it well. When you're a family, everyone in the family has to be treated with respect. I couldn't have done this without you coming here to, to K-State. You've been my confidant and, and in the room with me. I want to know who you really are, right? You can put whatever you want on paper, but that that doesn't really matter. These teachers, they meet the learner wherever he is. They don't care what you know. <laughs> Until they know how much you care. Be aggressive. That's when. Here we go. The moment you and I got on the phone and had an opportunity to visit, yeah. I said, hey, <laughs> this is someone yeah. that to be connected to. This is someone who has a ton to give other people but i'm gonna give me some first <laughs> good good and, good and so you know this this that's what this podcast has been about and i again i'm the first to admit that i wanted nothing to do with it and it's very informal and and what we try to do is like i said the introductions okay this is alicia shields gatson she is the athletic director at the Delaware State University, and uh, and she is a bright and rising star in the field of athletics, and and that's about all the introduction you get. <laughs> because I don't like I don't like to steal. This is this yeah. is your moment. This is your thunder. And so the first question that I have is is I, I want you to take us through this journey that has you in the seat, they call it the seat, that has you in the, seat, in the seat at Delaware State University. Tell us about as briefly or as in-depth as you would like, but take us through that journey to, to have you here where you are today at Delaware State University. Well, Coach, I'll tell you, first of all, I'm still on that journey. And so, you know, we don't always know where God has us as that final destiny. So I won't even say I've I've reached the pinnacle. I am I am literally still on that journey and, and I've had an opportunity um for the last 25 years to really be um involved unapologetically um in HBC culture and leadership. And and um, really being able to um, watch our our students learn and grow and matriculate and move through um, and see them go places that they've never seen or thought that they could go. And and so when I think about my journey, um, my professional journey, most of it is really. Um, intriguing and 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 I'm really excited about just what we've been able to offer to the individuals that you know when you think about HBCUs and a lot of us you know we we are mission driven and we're providing access and opportunity and so you see individuals that are coming in a lot of times we hear about first generation um college students and and just um, having individuals that we are able to play a major role in their lives. So I say for me, this this thing that I love to do. And imagine um, being in a, in, a, in a job that you get paid and you, and you can wake up whistling. Because even on the bad days, you know, I look at um, where I could be. And so I love what I do. I love um, being connected to others. And, and again, just this, this whole athletic journey, um, a lot of it, a lot of it um, is just centered around um, creating pipelines of opportunities. And so that's what I think that I am most proud of that I'm able to do in this role. Well, I mean, I, 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 I like have a whole lot of questions and, <laughs> and, and I know we send you the script of these questions. Yeah. Mine are totally off script. Well, go just just go with it. Go with but, it. Let's 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 have a conversation. I, that's what I like. I, I love yeah. conversation. <laughs> but like I've been, because you know, since we connected, I've I yeah. followed, right? I followed you. Yeah. And when I see this dynamic thing of MEAC leadership from yeah. humans. You know, yes. from females, I, I, we've had we've had Sonya on here. We, we we did her her podcast in an airport during COVID. Uh, oh wow! Uh, during the height of COVID, you yeah. Know, 
And, and that was great. So I followed her. I followed you. What is that? What is this moment for you ladies in leadership in the MEAC conference? What is, what is that all about? What does that mean to the future of college sports from a female perspective? Well, it, it, it really, it really shows the moment that we're in. And, and I'll just say this, we've been here. So, you know, a lot of people, where did you come from? And, you know, even, oh, you know, up and coming. We've been here. And I think this is indicative of where we see the NCAA um, in transformational leadership and just um, this whole transformation movement of, of finally being able to, to just have an opportunity to show what we truly can do. And a lot of us, you know, we've been here most of the time, you know, um, we've been number twos and, and we've been in positions where internally, We've been leading and guiding all along. And so it's just that the culture um, is finally shifting. You know, we saw um, over the last two years, this whole um, social justice movement. And we are really seeing this, this movement of providing what, what I call, again, just access and opportunity. And and we've always been here. We've always been ready to lead. And and imagine even in your role and your mission and what you're trying to do. Um, and I commend you for the work that you're doing with also providing access and opportunities for uh, minority coaches and those that you know and I know already are, are more than able. And it's just having that opportunity and someone believing and 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 trusting you with the keys to to right. drive it. So right. that's that's where I am and that's where I think we are we're going. Right. So my next question is 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 going to jump into you know the best leaders you've been around and I, I'm you can put them in the group. You don't have to put them in the group, but your president Dr. Tony Allen man is a dynamic this is phenomenal. My Phenomenal. Firecracker. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. You know, you, you, you hear him talk about the vision and we look at our university and, and to his vision and we've all adopted that is to be the most diverse and contemporary HBCU in America and just listen to those key words. So again, unapologetically HBCU, we're not trying to be what we're not. But we're saying in this space, how can we um, use the resources that are available to us? How can we be progressive? How can we ensure that you know we're we're practicing the right business models um, to be in this marketplace and to be contemporary? And just um, when you say the word transformational, you know you're right. You've had an opportunity to talk and 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 really engage with him. And, and he's he's walking the walk. So, you know, you look at this university and in the midst of most universities having declining enrollment, Delaware State was one of the universities that we were we were on the upswing and we are continuing to be on an upswing. And so you look at just the programming that we're offering, you know, aviation and nursing and a lot of those things that I think we we have positioned ourselves to definitely um be competitive. And so when you think about, you know, leadership and, and leaders, he's definitely one. But Van, you you and I both know sometimes you learn a whole lot from bad leaders too, because you right. learn what not to do. And and you know, having those different experiences. When I think about over 25 years, I've seen um a whole lot of, you know, um leaders that have impacted me and have come through. And you know, everyone has had some type of nugget, but um, when I think about female leadership and black female leadership in athletics, um, Ingrid Wicker McCree, you know, um, formerly of North Carolina Central, AD there for years, phenomenal leader, coach, um, mentor. Um, she she really um, inspired those of us um, that that were were you know saying, "Can I do this? Can I really?" And just to watch her and to observe her. Um, in in and be and being her authentic self and 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 I'll say you know I'm sure somewhere in podcast you've talked about that because a lot of times in this business you know um, we're kind of told how we should act and how we should look and how we should talk and speak and um, present ourselves and and 
for me to be on this podcast with you and for me to have braids in my hair. Imagine, you know, years ago, um, we were taught in leadership courses that, no, you should look like this and act like this. And so I am most proud that um, I am now seeing leaders that are teaching us um, through their actions that we can be our authentic selves and that we can actually have a, um, a philosophy and, and thought that may not be mainstream, but that um, we can still be successful. So I think um, when I look at female leadership and, and to have her um, right at my disposal and, and to be able to have all that wealth of knowledge, um, I think it's phenomenal. And so even, even as she's kind of transitioned into other professional opportunities, um, she is still doing that, reaching back, pulling up and ensuring that that all of us um will have a seat at the table. So I'm I'm definitely um just elated by that. And then um I'm sure this name may ring a bell. So if you remember Marino Cassum, the godfather of, of SWAC football, um I had the pleasure of being a student athlete and and the staff person under him. He was he was my AD and um, you know, I, I really learned a lot from him. I learned how to be open and candid. And you look at now, they have leadership books on crucial conversations. I say, I was getting that lesson early on back in the 90s and early 2000s. And, you know, he was already teaching us crucial conversations and how to really say what you mean and mean what you say. And so um, I think even now, as I look at my leadership style and it has evolved because the times have evolved and it kind of forces us. We know as leaders, we have to evolve. And so, you know, I would think of myself as a transformational leader where I'm sure one of my staff would say, ah, she's a little more autocratic, but, you know, I think um, in, in the, in the mix of this, that I've been around some great leaders and believe it or not, those that um, don't even know that they are um, guiding me, just their actions and being able to observe, you know, a lot of great people and 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 to be okay with um, where I am and what I choose to do professionally. And I really enjoyed this HBCU space and um, it has really been a blessing for me. And, and I really, I really just look forward um, to many more years of engaging and empowering women and, and women of color to know that, you know, when they see me as an example, that they believe that they can be a division one coach, that they can be a division one administrator. And, and, and even if they step outside of the HBCU realm, but that they know that they they can be confident and say, no, I do see black women doing what I want to do. So I'm, I'm very proud of the moment that we are in. Yeah, and it, you know, again, just going back to your conference uh, there, because you have some really dynamic leaders, and I, I oh yes, because I've had the opportunity to engage with with many of these many of these women, and uh, it again, like you said, I'm also proud for this moment. So let's shift gears a little bit. Mm -hmm. So your seat, you had the opportunity to to choose a staff to hire coaches mm -hmm. and you know I, I understand how important it is is to to put the right people on your mm -hmm. books so what is your process and what are the important things that you look for because we have a lot of young mm -hmm. men, we have young coaches who view mm -hmm. this podcast mm -hmm. and they always want to know what you're looking for they want mm -hmm. to know if have that thing and so uh -huh. the things that you look for when hiring a team when when hiring coaches for for your programs um first when when we go back to that bus is making sure um some people are at, at the right bus stop so we gotta make sure um do you even belong on this bus? And so <laughs> I, you know, I know we talk a lot about getting on the bus and putting you in the right seat. Sometimes we have to be um, very um, open with ourselves and say, um, maybe this is not the bus for you. I know you might want to be on express bus, but I think um, for, for me, it's, it's having individuals to tell them the first thing, you got to be a student of your craft. 
you 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 gotta you gotta know what you're talking whatever that thing is whatever it is you gotta try to be the best at that you got you gotta be excellent you gotta know that when you speak you're you're speaking from a point of of research of knowledge of expertise so that's the first thing i would say is first just be a student of your craft and 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 don't be in such a rush. You, you started this whole conversation with the journey. And that's the thing. It's just like when we take trips and we turn on that GPS and it kind of tells us, and I'm the one, I want to see the whole trip. I got to hit the other button and I want to see all the little steps in the middle. And, right. and it's enjoying and understanding the journey and not trying to rush and, and skip steps. I think one of the things that I've noticed um, in 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 the new age is that um you know th there's an impatience sometimes to just hurry up and get there and you want to say no enjoy the journey because this journey allows you to interact engage meet people and so for me it's it's having young leaders to say you got to be a student of your craft you got to enjoy the journey you got to set the course of knowing where you want to go and and being okay with with it not coming together the way you want it to come together and and that sometimes we get so frustrated and i watch the young leaders and you know there's they're so easily defeated by oh it didn't go the way i wanted you to go and you know we all know it say how you make god laugh by telling them what you want to do and sometimes we don't always understand the journey but if we just slow down and allow ourselves to really enjoy it and, and enjoy the scenery, enjoy the engagement of people and, 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 and understanding loyalty and loyalty of um, not just to your, to your leader, um, but to your colleagues, to others, to, you know, um, it's so simple, but coach being kind, you know, that, that can take us a long way, just being kind. And and understanding that we don't know a lot of times the people we meet, um, where they may end up. And so, you know, I'm I'm I may be above you now at this stage, and for whatever reason, you've jumped up two notches ahead of me two years from now. And people remember that. So I say as we, you know, it, it you know, they just talk about networking, but it's bigger than that. It's not just, you know, collecting business cards and putting them in your thing, but um understanding people, engaging people, and, and, and learning how to follow. We, we have so many leadership courses. Um, we're always teaching about leadership, but we spend maybe that much on followership. And sometimes people just have to learn how to follow. You know, you think about you coaching the team. You say, let me, let me coach. I just need you to follow. I just need you to Pay attention. I need you to understand what we're trying to accomplish, but I just need you to be a good follower. And being a good follower is not that you can't lead, but you have to understand your purpose, your point, where you are at that time, and not be in such a rush to just say, I want to be the chief. I want to be in charge. And, and just really taking it step by step. But I'm going to tell you, for me, that's the first kind of orientation I give all of my new leaders is, Let's make sure before I even empower you to lead, let's make sure you understand followership and what that commitment is. And that's a mutual contract. It's a social contract. And so it's saying, hey, um, just because I don't always um, kind of take your advice, it doesn't mean I didn't hear it. But, you know, sometimes as a leader, you say, yeah, I've considered that, but I still want to go in that direction. Imagine you as a coach, and 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 you're talking about a play and you may think it's the best way to go and someone say yeah i hear you coach but we're gonna go another way and good or bad and different however you feel about it you have to know okay i still got to be a team player i got to be 100 committed to making this thing successful even when i don't agree with it and so i think those are some of the things that um for young leaders that that you want to impart upon them because the business is the business and it's ever changing and, and athletics, you know, can be as, as wonderful as we love it to be. 
and it can be as cruel and demanding. And you think about, you know, just work life. I don't, I say there's not even a work life balance anymore. It's just, it's just life balance because work is all entangled in that. Right. And so we find ourselves in this beautiful space that sometimes there are, there are hazards with this job. And so for any new person, it's really just understanding and really helping them to say that you really got to just slow yourself down and, and enjoy the journey and enjoy this, this, this trip that we're going to take together. So I'm in Houston, right? And so when you're in Houston, you go to Frenchies, right? Okay. Or when you when you in the South, you go to Popeyes, right? Uh-huh. And so in, at Frenchies, they serve nuggets. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And, and so when a person listens to you, this is not like <laughs> a two-piece nugget. This is like a 15-piece <laughs> nugget deal. <laughs> I mean, they get nuggets all over the place, right? The the first thing that you said it is. And I always use it, but but when I when I heard you say it, what I heard was, get on the bike. It's not your job to steer. It's your job to keep pedaling. God yeah. is going to steer the bike. Your job yeah. is to, is to yeah. just keep pedaling. The second thing that you talked about is you talked about patience. And so for me, like I always think about when I used to go to my grandmother's house. So when my grandmother knew that the family was going to come, she knew you were coming on Monday. Well, she started cooking on Wednesday. Now that she didn't put stuff in the oven yeah. on Wednesday, but she started, she started marinating the meat. She mm -hmm. started getting her seasoning ready. And, and so she like when by the time you got there on Sunday, man, it and that's why people say they like their grandmother's cooking. Because today, what you can do is you can put it in the microwave. And microwave, you, know, you got air fry. Get it done. Yeah. You oh, you can just order your it. Meal is ready. <laughs> right. Your meal, your meal is ready in 15 minutes. But that food grandmother made, yeah. that food was days in the making. And so, so, so the seasoning, the love, yeah. out the meat. So it's got yeah. to taste better. Yeah. It's got to taste better. So the, we talk in coaching and in, in, in the world, we talk about. Yeah process you know yeah. the process of things and it's not it's not going to happen overnight yeah you can put it in yeah. the day and you can get it overnight because that's what we're used to we're used to yeah. three minutes and and a, and a roast is done <laughs> you know right we used to the green egg you just slap it on that green egg and i love <laughs> it by the way but you slap it on that green egg and it's tender and juicy and it's ready in five minutes you know but what about the process? What about let's go through some things and let's arrive at a point? Yeah. So that was the second thing that you talked about. And the third thing that you talked about, people say networking, but it's it's about relationships. Yes. And I for the young coaches, I say real relationships. I got, a, yes. I got a young dude, he only calls me when he wants me to call about a job. That's the only time I hear from him. And so, so I always wonder to myself, this is he crazy or is it he does he think I'm crazy? The only time you call me is when you want a job. You want me to call yeah. somebody for a job. That's not a relationship. You right. know what I mean? You, it's a one-sided transaction. Yeah. You, I'm gonna always call for him, but I can't put my love. I can't put my real yeah behind his yeah. his recommendation. Because of the fact that I know where he, I know how he views our relationship. Yeah. <laughs> we do have a relationship, but it's straight up one-sided. And and if if somebody else happened to call me about the same job that he's calling mm -hmm. me about, mm -hmm. unfortunately, the recommendation may go to that other person a lot stronger than it than it goes it goes to him. And so again. You gave us a twelve-piece piece nugget deal right there, uh, but but I want to shift gears again. Okay, really, and and you kind of talked about it. These last few years, from a leadership mm -hmm. standpoint, there have been some big-time challenges. Yeah, and I'm talking about the COVID protocols. I'm talking about the, the having how we've had to deal with our student athletes. Uh, and explain and allow them mm. to explain, allow mm. them to 
express when we talk about the social justice initiative mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. and you know that that has that has to have been a challenge for a leader how mm -hmm. how have these adversities how have these adversities made you stronger as a leader in your mind well you know i'm from the south too and so i'm from new orleans and so um while i wasn't in new orleans at the time of hurricane katrina all of my family was and so you know um it's it's a great metaphor because i think about you know when i was young smaller kid and and we knew a hurricane was coming and um you know, you, you, you hear about hurricane parties because most of us just say we're going to ride it out, you know, because you didn't always. But see, people thought some people look at it and and I look at even, um, you know, you watch documentaries on on Hurricane Katrina and you have people that will say, well, I don't understand why they stay. Why would they? Well, they didn't have a choice. And so sometimes when we think about adversity, um, the adversity that you think is everyday life for me, I've 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 learned to live in that. I've learned to 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 know how to um you know make a dollar out of 15 cents. And so when we talk about adversity, I'm just kind of like, oh, that's all, you know, that's all you gotta deal with. Or for me, it was sitting back chuckling and say, hey, welcome to my world. You know, welcome to when sometimes, you know, you, you have all the best intentions and there are just some things that that is not um, financial and money related that you just don't control. And so when we th really think about adversity, you go, what are what are some of the key factors? It's one. It, when you have an opportunity to always have a good plan. So so really, I'm not surprised when these storms come because I already have a plan just in case. Remember, your grandmama had those candles just in case. So she wasn't caught off guard. She might have them. She had them candles and matches and say, just in case, right? So when we talk about adversity, for me, it's, it's, it's that part to say, well, really, what we're facing, I've been preparing for it. I've been saving for my little rainy day. And so um, I think the frustrating part is a lot of times the, the adversity is not self-inflicted. It's, it's us and, and, and as a people and, and as a part of the HBCU culture, it's, ju it's just people around us already having their, their preconceived notions of 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 me of of my institutions of of you know um and not really understanding the pride and legacy that we have and 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 what that really means and so a lot of times when you say adversity you know we've we've struggled through it um with pride you you won't see it you won't see us with slumped shoulders you won't see me with my head down crying because we say, hey, I don't have no money. That's okay. I'm going to make the most of it. We're still going to have a great experience. We're still going to figure out together. And I think that's a that's a part of it too, that community that sometimes adversity um, um, brings about some good residual things because when we're in hard times, we got we to gotta lean on each other and we got to connect and we got to come together. And, and sometimes that was the catalyst that will get us through. So coach, I'm living the dream. And so, like I say, when most people say adversity, I say, Hey, that's just, that's just the jungle baby. And, yeah. and we keep it moving. That's right. Tough, tough people. They go through, Yeah, they go through tough times. Yeah. Right. So my next question, and you, you, you kind of talked about it a little bit, but like as a leader, how do you, how do you, Okay, let me let me rewind. Okay. Mm -hmm. I know you've been a coach, right? I know mm -hmm. you've been a coach. And so you're a track coach. Mm -hmm. And so for you, I use the term game day. For you, <laughs> game day was a track meet. Yeah. Right? You hype, you, you, you've been practicing yeah. all week and sometimes even longer than weeks. Yeah. But here's that track meet. And, yeah. and you know, whatever the events are, when it's time to compete, that's go time. Yeah. Now you're in a different place, right? Now uh -huh. you're in a different place. I know for me what game day is like. I know yeah. what that whole feeling is. Yeah. But you in this world you live in today, 
what is game day like for you now? What is your game day? What is that? Well, what, well, what well let that me take you back. Mean? First of all, because I've had the 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 greatest job on earth of being a coach, um, I, I feel like in this role, you know what? I view myself as the coach's coach. So I'm still coaching. I'm still in the game day. And for me, you know, uh, um, a, a, a daily work day is really just that. It's, it's back to practice of the preparation of how do I get everybody else to rise up? See, see, in my role, I'm saying, how do I get the best out of you? Because just like you say, when, when game day come, you're the coach. You're on the sidelines. You can't, you know, we say all the time. And in track, I say, baby, I can't run for you, for you. Now, I done got you here. You got to be prepared to run. And so, and I, 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 I literally use that same analogy in my role in leadership. I have to say, okay, what are we trying to do? Let's be realistic. Let's make sure, because right, remember, you don't always have all the all-stars that you would like. So you have to recognize as a coach, okay, what talent do I have? You know, who are my potentials? Who, who, who's still developing? Who are my all-stars? Who are my clutch? Because sometimes those don't always be the same individuals. But once you know all of your different personnel, now you're saying, okay, what's the execution? How are we going? How are we going to do this? And so my game day is really saying, am I helping prepare you for the moments that you need, that you will need to, to then step up and be clutch? And so you got to watch me. You got to watch my demeanor, you know, as a coach. You don't see me frazzled because I know if I look frazzled, I'm going to pass that on to you. I got to I gotta talk you up to where you want to run through a wall for me. And it becomes the same thing in this role. It's saying, okay, how do I recognize where you want to go? Am I being realistic with you? Because if I walk in there and say, we about to win it all, baby, we winning the championship. And am I really being realistic? So I have to meet you where you are and say, hey, here's where we are. Here's where we're trying to go. But here are those steps. Here's that game plan. And we're going to check in and we're going to see how we get a little bit better. And so that game day is really every day. And then the culminating moment is when each of my coaches go out to their respective sport. You know, I'm watching as a proud mama and saying, okay, um, are they using those little nuggets? And just like you say, you know, sometimes I talk about, I'll, I'll say the, the, the tool belt and, and, and we're putting tools into your tool belt. And sometimes you almost got to slap yourself because you say, he got the right tools, but he using them wrong. He done, he done pull out a wrench when he really needed a screwdriver or he done pull out a whole drill when really he just Ooh. needed a light touch and he just needed to tap oh, it with him. So you got the Right. So, so we talk about, you know, and you think about mentoring and guiding and you say they put those tools in a tool belt, but then we got to know, okay, does he know, or does she know the right tool for this job, the right tool for this particular project? And what does that look like as you move forward? So I'm, I'm doing it every day. <laughs> Great. I love the game day. Yeah. So this one, this one, this is a um, this is a, a cool question because we get all kinds of different responses. But so where you are today, right? Mm -hmm. Look back. Mm -hmm. You tell that younger version of you, that younger version of you who just thought she knew it all, and mm -hmm. now she didn't. But <laughs> what are the things that you would tell her if you could go back and whisper in her ear? 25 years ago. Okay. First, I would say, um, Jerry Curls are not for everybody. <laughs> Leave it at home. Um, no, but 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 I'll say, um, you're right. And that's why I can say it now is is be patient. It, it's okay. Be patient. Be patient. Um, you know, it's a plan, and and it's the journey, and and don't feel like you got to rush to get there. And, and don't feel defeated. I think my younger self, pride, that pride of not knowing to ask for help. And so even with the young man you talked about with the relationship, you know, one thing I'll ask you and maybe try it is sometimes we don't know what we don't know. And so you're watching him and 
And have you taken the opportunity to really say, hey, you know what? Let me check you up. Let me pull your coat on this one because, and I think for me, that's one of the things that, you know, love me or hate me. I'm going to pull your coat because I never want you to walk away saying you didn't know. So I'm going to say, you know, did you know or should you have known? And so for me, I think it was getting out of my pride of thinking that people are going to think I don't know because I asked for help and, 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 and not trying to sit there and struggle with something by myself because I was too proud to ask for help because I felt like if I, if I ask somebody or if I look like I don't know what to do, then I'm not going to get this opportunity again. And so imagine making my road even longer because I didn't know how to ask for help. And, and now I'm easily considering my role and it's okay when everybody's around me, I say, do you know what to do? Good. And I'm okay with saying I don't, but that's why I have you here. So as a leader, it's learning how to recognize my own um, deficiencies and being okay that I don't have it all together. But knowing that it's okay and 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 being my authentic self to just say, you know what? I don't even know the answer. No, I don't have a, a no. I don't have this this great solution to to your dilemma. I'm gonna just say I might need to just go sit on that today, or I might just you know let me sleep on it. Maybe it'll it'll come to me tomorrow. But you know, you think about ten, twenty years ago, I would have never did that. I would have just ran myself ragged with. I always gotta have an answer. I always gotta know how to solve this issue. And so for me, it's knowing to say it's okay. I don't know. And and life will go on and 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 we can figure this out together. And sometimes it's trial and error. I, I can be honest enough to say, you know what? I don't know if that'll work, but let's I'm okay, let's try it. And if it don't work, we can come back to the table and say, Well, we tried it. Let's try something else. So so I think that's the biggest thing for me that if I could go back to myself. Okay. And even now, I have to sometimes look in the mirror <laughs> and keep saying that to myself too. Like it's okay, it'll yeah. it'll be all right. And I it, think it really is. Many, many, many episodes ago, it was Kevin Anderson who said that you know, as a leader, you have to be willing, or you have to be comfortable. You have to be okay with being vulnerable. Okay yes. with I don't know. Okay, yep. I don't have the answer. Listen, yep. I yes, I am in charge, but but I don't know it just yet. Right. Just a minute. And and he talked about how important that was for leaders. Yeah. To be able to do. You know, because I, I know, you know, when I'm talking to a young coach and he might ask me a question, I feel like I gotta get him the answer right yeah. now. <laughs> well, I don't know the answer right now. Right. <laughs> Let right. me go ask somebody else. Right. Well, you know what? There, there, there's always, uh, there's always uh, in this podcast. There's always a uh, we, we, we between Tim and Pat and myself, the guys who who work behind the scenes in this podcast. There's always a competition as to who was the <laughs> best guest, you know. And so we always have that argument: is no, no, this person was the best. Well, you know what? I know I have my opinions. <laughs> I have my opinions. And uh uh this this was a fantastic, fantastic discussion and fantastic. Well, well, thank you for having me. But here's what I'm gonna say to you. Because we know you're gonna be successful and do many, many more, I may just be your best guest today. And I'm okay yeah. with that. I'm okay with being your best guest today because yeah. tomorrow comes and it's a blank page. And that's what's yeah. so great about tomorrow. You know what I'm excited? When I lay my head down and, and, and all I say, you know what, God, just give me the privilege of waking up because tomorrow is a whole new day. And, and, and I can say like, for me, you know, I may, I may have an affirmation to say, you know what, I'm just not going to cuss somebody out today. <laughs> And maybe by 10 a.m. I didn't make it. But you know what I get to say? That's okay, God, because I'm going to try again tomorrow. And maybe tomorrow will be the day. And I think when we look at life like that, when you say, it's okay. It's, you know, sometimes we, we're we so serious and we take stuff so to where you got to say, it's okay. If God just let me live to see another day, 
I could try to get it right tomorrow. And and I have to actually say that sometimes to myself, say, you know what, today, that's the end for you today. Maybe tomorrow, I'm going to feel a little better tomorrow. And, and we could just tackle tomorrow as a whole new day. And that's what this is. We talk about a journey. We're, we're writing a book. We're, we're writing our life, you know, story for all of us. You know, and you think about... Um, our younger selves, we don't really start thinking about our legacy. We just, you know, we live, we living like there's no tomorrow. Right. And as we get older, you know, we start having our own kids and grandkids and it, it starts to hit us like, okay, what's my legacy? What do, what do I really want people to, to, to say about me? What do I want to leave? And, and I think that's the part when we get to that turning point of saying, you know what, um, I am concerned with what do I what do I want to leave? Just a regular old person. I don't have to be anybody famous or infamous. But but what is it when when someone goes to read my my eulogy and 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 they want to say something? What would they really say about Alicia Shields Gadsden? And I would say for me, I just want them to say she made a difference for somebody, you know. And right. we don't always realize you might meet somebody at the airport. And and they don't know who you are, don't know what you do, and you just sitting there having a just a, a normal, you know, private citizen conversation, and then they see you later on television and say, "Oh my God, I was I was sitting right next to him, and he was just so ordinary." And he and you'd be surprised though, and and they may say, "You know what? He gave me some good advice," and and that should just make you smile to just say, "You know what." I, I did something good. I, I was able to just make a difference because what we're seeing now, and I'll, I'll leave you with this in this, this mental health space, and it's real. And you think about you and I, um, not to say we didn't experience stress and, and all of these things. We just, we had a different approach because you was almost like, well, you know, I got to go. And you just, you know, suppress it and you don't think about it. And, <laughs> and so now... We don't know that, you know, imagine yourself being so busy and one of your players stopped by and they just popped their head in like, hey, coach, can I see you? And you, oh, I'm busy. I'm, you know, I got and, and that's the day, though, that he really needed you, you know, just mm-hmm. not to talk about football. He probably just needed to sit in your presence to feel your calmness and to help him be OK. And I think for me. That's the one thing that I said in this role. If I'm in the office um, and some days we can get so caught up to where, you know, I tell my executive assistant, just shut the door because I got to, you know, but but then I have to remember the one thing as frustrating as it may be, if a student athlete stops by, I try to make time to kind of see them and at least try to triage like, okay, what you need? But I I never want to feel that 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 heartache of knowing that they were going through something and they thought enough of me that they felt like they, you know, that I could help them or that they needed to share it. And and I was so caught up in myself and my own thing that I didn't realize that that's a part of my role. That's a, that's a part of my life's journey. That's a part of when we start to understand our why. And you go, why did God put me here? Why did he put me in this position? Why, why did he give me this profession over something else? And so I have taken a personal mission to know that, you know, when I'm in this HBCU world, I'm loving it. And I'm loving it because I know every day I get to impart wisdom. I get to make a difference in someone's lives that somebody else probably didn't even think was, was important enough. And so I have to keep giving them those affirmations and giving them that strength to say, no, you're special. You belong. And we see that all the time. You know, I just saw, you know, Furman beat Virginia. And you say, that's why it's March Madness, right? Because, you know, that's why we compete. If we already know the outcome, then why compete? So we got to keep everybody believing, look, whatever you think you want to be, you know, if you're willing to put in the work, and and God has blessed you with some talent to say this is your thing, and and you are really honing your your craft. Then the sky's the limit. Yeah, you again. We got a fifteen piece chicken nugget. <laughs> <laughs> we got a fifteen piece chicken nugget dinner. 
Look, I do this all day. This is what I do all day. Listen, I already know. You know, I already right. know. Right. But you, and, and, and I'm going to leave you with this. You talked about, you talked about it in a different way, but we all have a mission. And mm -hmm. so many years ago, I read the book, The Energy Bus. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. in the book, that, that book changed my life mm -hmm. because it made me realize that you are here for a reason. There's a lot of other stuff that happened yeah. in that book. But what I did is I went and I wrote down missions. I wrote, and I wrote down missions for my life as a coach, mm -hmm. missions for my life as a father, missions for my life as a mm -hmm. coach, missions for my life as a man. And and I decided I'm going to live my life along these missions. Mm -hmm. and, and so you talked about like your players coming in. Mm -hmm. And when I wrote those missions down, part of that was being there for my players. So guess what? Mm -hmm. I had two phones. Oh, <laughs> wow. When those <laughs> players walk in that door, as busy as I am, at, you know, you're recruiting all the time, mm -hmm. doing mm -hmm. this, doing that. But when they walk in, it's like you said, when they walk in, I give them the assurance that I'm mm -hmm. there for them. Yeah. That if you have a problem, I always end my text messages with, holly if you need me. Yeah. Holly, if you need something. They know what that means. That means anything. Right. Because... This is not a I'm not I'm not here to help you get better at only to help you get better right. as a football player. I'm right. here for your life. And yeah, and when I say real relationships, I'm talking, man, if you need me, th right. this and my family, they understand. Like right. they understand this is the agreement. This is why God yeah. put your yeah. dad here. Right. This yeah. is why God put your husband here and yeah. God will repay you in a whole lot of different ways. I tell my kids, yeah. man, you remember that cotton ball we went to? Oh, that was great. That's God yeah. repaying you yeah. for your dad being gone all the yeah. time. You know, yeah. when, when we able to do some of the things we able to do, that's God repaying yeah. you some, you know, and it's not all about stuff and things, yeah. but. When when I'm able to spend time with you like some other father can't do, when I'm able mm -hmm. to, to let you experience some things that maybe some of your friends can't experience, mm -hmm. it's God repaying you because He understands you giving up a lot. You mm -hmm. know? I think, like you just talked about, we have to all understand, man. We are put here for a reason, and and sometimes the reason that you put here. You don't even see the fruit of that for right. 20 years. You right. know, kid, it's a person that you touched when you got on the elevator, like you talked about. And I'm a guy, I got one story, I'm gonna leave you with it. <laughs> I was I was fired as a coach. I was fired. Mm -hmm. And I was speaking at the AFCA convention. Mm -hmm. And I was up on the stage and we were talking about faith, family, and football. Mm-hmm. And so they got to the point, you know, when we coaches, we, we get fired, we call that transition. <laughs> so we got to the point, yeah. we talk about transition. I said, oh, la, 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 uh, uh, we talking about being fired. Let's let's make right. sure the language is plain so everybody yeah. in the knows yeah. that we talking about being fired. You was, you was in between jobs. Yeah, yeah we all that. <laughs> no, you fired at this point. So when you know yeah. you fired, your intensity level is heightened. Right. You got your head on a swivel. Yeah. When you know you because you have to go find a job. Yeah. I was on that stage and I was talking about my place where I was at that moment. And I said, yeah. you know what? I know I'm a good coach. This right. is just a moment. It's like when you're a coach and and you didn't get the first down. The game yep. is over. Yep. You got the foot. And you're going to go have another yep. series. Yep. You know, if you're a defensive coach, you didn't stop them. They scored. The game is yep. not over. The game is still going on. You got to understand as a coach, you just yep. in a moment of struggle. You know, uh, um, who was that just beat Virginia? Um, uh, Furman. 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 They didn't lead, Furman didn't lead the whole game. Yeah. Right? Furman didn't yep. lead the whole game. There were some struggles in there. They yep. went up and down. Right. But at the end of the game, mm -hmm. they came out victorious. If Furman, when they would have gotten behind and they said, oh, I knew it. I knew it. Yeah. Right. They, it would have it would have gone just like everybody wrote and said. Yeah. It 
But no, Furman stayed in the game. Furman stayed in the hunt. And so I understand and I try to get my players and anybody who's around me to understand that this is a process like we talked about yeah. earlier. And there are going to be some ups and some downs yes. along the way in this process. Well, I'm up there on the stage talking like this. This is a person <laughs> who is tired and I'm talking like this. Yeah. Well, it was all over. There's, there's, you know, whenever you speak at the convention, there's like a hundred people in line. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah. my wife me. She said, no, you can't talk to these people. There's two people you got to talk to right now. So she grabbed me, pulled me to the side, and there was a lady and a husband. And the lady said, Coach Malone, I wrote you a letter some months ago. And 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 I wrote this letter because my husband was fired. And <laughs> And what you said in your response, by the way, Coach Malone, we sent a lot, about 150 other letters out to other coaches mm -hmm. and none of them responded, but you responded. And what you said is, listen, you fired right now, but you're going to be okay. Keep your yeah. head up, keep yep. fighting, keep going. And, and basically what I said to her when I was high and mighty, mm -hmm. Not fighting. <laughs> you have I to live it. The same things that I said on this stage. So how powerful was it for me yeah. for these people to to see me in the moment yeah. that they were in, and yeah. to to have to for me to regurgitate the same message that I gave them. I went up there yeah. saying, "You know what? The hell with this." <laughs> no, I was up there saying what I advised them to do. She said, "Coach." You don't know it, but at the moment we got your letter back, we were ready to just get out of this profession and we were ready to do something else. But your mm -hmm. message gave us hope and we yes. hung in there and he has a job. We're doing fine yeah. now. Yeah. You know? But it was because of your letter. So I just yeah. wanted to thank you. And so I learned two things at that moment that that lady talked to me. I learned one thing that when somebody sends you a message, Mm -hmm. respond to those respond. people you know what they what yep. they're going you know yep. and the next thing that i learned is is like she said to persevere because you might be down today in a struggle today but mm -hmm. tomorrow you might be up on the top of the mountain yep. you know? yep. and, and vice versa you know so when you're yep. at the bottom you gotta make sure you're doing the same things you would do if you were at the top because somebody somewhere is watching and they either getting like you said earlier they either getting a positive message from you or they learning what not to do from you and uh and so that was just a a, a great blessing again yeah, awesome awesome in that in that moment uh to to get that word from those people well i appreciate your time and your time is like and when we say valuable we talking about like gold bullion Right. Look, look. We appreciate you for being on. Um, Thank you. And keep doing the work that you're doing. Um, same way, you know, we 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 have some mutual um friends. And so, you know, keep keep making the impact that you're making. And, and it's so wonderful when it's again authentic and it's real and it's not just for show. So keep doing what you're doing. Um, we're here supporting you. And if there's anything you need, you know, you always know you got a friend over in Delaware State. So thank up. you for having me. Thank you. Thank you.